Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable coming to you from various places in and around Los Angeles, including Treasonable Studios, with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. We are starting with a comedian you've seen on Last Comic Standing. She is a mom and a Huffington Post contributor live from Burbank. It is Katie Massa Kennedy throwing up the horns. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm throwing up the devil horns because I am coming in hot. And I do mean that literally because we've got over 110 degrees today. Yikes. Before everyone was on the call, time and I were, were talking, and I'm in Hollywood where it's, I think, just getting into the triple digits, uh, whereas y'all are, are spread throughout the valleys, which are, are deep into the, the triples, or, you know, yeah. deep for, for what humans are able to function and or live in. But staying- That sounds like a porn title, Deep into the Triples. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a side project. Maybe, maybe this episode of the show is going to function as a backdoor pilot, so to speak. <laughs> well, welcome, Katie. Uh, we're we're going to be talking more about getting deep into the triples throughout the show, I'm sure. But first, let's introduce the rest of the panel. She is a comedian, a mom, and a strong woman extraordinaire. She's got a comedy special, I'm Crowning, on Amazon, Vudu, and Comcast, just to name a few of the platforms where you can catch it. Dialing in from North Hollywood, Liz Stewart joins us. Welcome, Liz. Hello, everybody. I'll be doing squats during the uh, during the show. I'm multitasking and doing squats. Didn't do squats until a year ago. Now it's changed my life. I'm going to have a firm butt by the time this thing is over. Right on, mobile. quarter off of the coronavirus. I was going to say, we'll try and make it a long episode just to, to ensure your your tightness uh, by the end. 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. All right. I Yeah, I personally will be doing kegels throughout the broadcast. So, uh, oh, there we go. You know, Always good to do the old kegel. Making, making like Archie Bell and the Drells and tightening up, my friend. You know, Liz, I, I do have one question uh, just because it's, it's the former marketing guy in me and the perennial smartass. But with, with a special titled I'm Crowning, do you do uh, specific promotional pushes during the Labor Day holiday? Oh, oh I totally should. I totally should. I totally should. My, my vagina has been pushing for unionization after what happened to it on the last job. <laughs> well, look for the union label and maybe you're somewhere you shouldn't be. Back <laughs> uh, our workers. That's, yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, porn background. You know, I know. Deep I into know the this threes. podcast just got started, but I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I can't. I can't. No, it's you know you this people. is we're like I tenant. Uh, we begin by derailing rather than working up to it. So we're working in reverse. We we derail up front, and then by the end, it is a smooth running machine. <laughs> if if I get all my kegels in. <laughs> 
Well, Liz, welcome. We are also joined, as always, by comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason coming from Van Nuys, Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome, sir. Ah, uh, thank you. Power to the people. We got people working on the booty. Yeah, always <laughs> good to work on the butt. Yeah, birth of Bud Boogie. When you're done, there, there you go. Yeah. It's yeah, but we'll be. I don't know. Whatever yeah. the kids, yeah. whatever the kids are doing with their tight be. butts these yeah, days. Yeah, babe, work on the butt. There you go. <laughs> Motivation. Yeah. Oh my God, this is like a mental institution over the internet. Like yeah. a mental institution. <laughs> like a mental a institution. Mental we <laughs> love a mental institution. Uh, as for as for the uh, institutional facilities, I am Doctor David Robinson, your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse, and hopefully. For the current one, as already seen on the show, we do have a lot to talk about today. But first, a message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches... Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread. Unmitigated Spread. It's time for a second peak. And speaking of time for a second peak, it is 59 days until the election. As of today, we have 180. 87,698 Americans dead from the coronavirus and 6,218,900 confirmed cases. And it just keeps growing. I feel like especially because it's Labor Day weekend, I I, I have been remiss in my duties. I should have dug out the soundbite of, of the old Jerry Lewis Labor Day telethon, you know, before we go to the numbers Get uh, Ed McMahon, timpani, give the numbers, cue the orchestra. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. And the telethon continues. I guess let's just start there. Just as, as long as we talked about opening up by derailing and then working our way towards slow and steady. I, I got to admit, I miss, I miss the telethon. You know, what? the Jerry Lewis telephone? Yeah. You know, yeah, was, I liked it until I found that he was a sexist. Oh, no, he was a he was a complete bastard. But the, the, the just the idea that, you know, you run in from barbecuing outside and there's the telethon. You come home from 
a barbecue back when you used to be able to go to those without having to worry about catching a, a life altering or ending virus. Come back two in the morning. Hey, there's Norm Crosby sitting on a stool, like dishing out one liners with Jerry Lewis and Slappy White. You know, it's, it's yeah, just, but David, that it, but the last, but the time that the telethon was on, the last time it was on was when the last pandemic was. So, Wow, maybe maybe it's time for a comeback. <laughs> I'd you know yeah. I'd totally forgotten about that. Yeah, we should totally do another telethon. I think we could like do people do Zoom telethons now? You, like, well, you know they like don't a, really do a lot of that stuff anymore because everyone they they found out they were ripping everybody off. They were loading their pockets up. Well, yeah, that's what charities are for. Just ask the president. <laughs> yeah, they canceled his ass and his rotten ass sons. Well, they be some more yeah, and and yeah, they tried. Yeah. We're we're still dealing with their crookery and and idiocy. Being that this is is one of the the few national holidays around this time of year where we aren't actually honoring the troops, I, I think this this is a, a let's just start by talking about that wonderful article in the Atlantic this week and the non-denial denials that have been coming out of the White House that, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, David, I will tell you, and I know that this is an upbeat, funny podcast, but I have to tell you <laughs> that when I when I saw just a little blurb about it, I was like, what is this? And I clicked on the article, and I read it, and I got, you know, maybe, like, I was, I, I was reading, 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 into the 10th. 12th paragraph of it, I literally started crying because my father was a veteran and a proud veteran, wounded in battle. Um, died, he died a few years ago. And when I read that, and of course, here's the thing. The, the reason why I posted on social media some, something to the effect of, yeah, I know that it doesn't matter. I know that it doesn't matter that he said that. Because, because the, the reason why I say that is because people say, well, you know, of course he's a despicable person. So, I mean, what are you going to do? It doesn't matter. He's a despicable person. But there was just something about reading those words and that he said that about men and, and women like my father. Well, why does he keep getting a pass? Mm-hmm. Why can't somebody do it? I think this is going to be the one time he you. doesn't get a pass. I mean, you, I mean, he don't, I mean, at my job at probation, we had two languages. I would start off, please, young man, don't do that. Please, sit down. And then, no, no, no. You, they didn't understand that language, so I had to talk in the other language. Motherfucker, sit your ass down. For get, and then it, it just clicks. And they're like, wow. Okay, now I'm okay. I get it. I understand. Trump needs to be talked to. And I saw Biden trying to use, he was pissed. And I'm like, dude, say it. Just, I would back you even more. Just say that this guy is the biggest idiot in the world. That you, if you don't get it today, that this guy is a cancer. He is a cancer. He's like acid. You put yeah. that stuff somewhere, it, he's just killing it. I saw Barr. Did you see the interview with Barr? Oh, with the, the Wolf Blitzer CNN interview? Oh, my God. He yeah. needed his hands cut off. Oh, my God. He's like, Dude, why are you even here? And Ruth, and I give Wolf Blitzer credit. He was so calm, but he sat there. This guy is backing everything. You got to get rid of these people. 
this is that this is the icing on the cake. You got to see it. If his Trump supporters don't get it, I, you know, we can't help them. But the rest of America can. And now we have the military backing us. Mm -hmm. Well, and much, you know, much, much like you were saying, Timon, there's like two languages. And for folks over on our side of things, two languages are protesting and voting. And, you know, we try the peaceful protest and, you know, we saw what happens in Kenosha and in Portland, Oregon, when you have to shift to the second language. And I, I think it's interesting, the, uh, the terrorists, uh, what do they call themselves, prayer patriots, uh, it's a terrorist organization, and the, the terrorist who got shot by uh, an Antifa defender of civilians was armed, he had a can of bear mace in his hand, he had a loaded handgun and extra clips in his pocket. The guy was a terrorist who went to stir up trouble and he was killed by someone on the left who was, you know, to use the vernacular, standing his ground. But wait a minute, was that guy on the left or was he just a regular militia just like the other guy? No, he was he was a lefty uh, and he'd been seen at other protests. He said in an interview with Vice TV that he wasn't a quote unquote member of of Antifa, but he, he stood up for what they believe in, which as is stated in the name is anti-fascism. David, I'm sorry, but I have walked so many miles to get to that end of the horseshoe that my legs are freaking tired. Well, they, they, they should be (laughs) take, take a rest. The Kentucky Derby is this weekend. Let the, let the horses. I mean, these guys, I mean, for, for these guys to, Go into a town, you know, and like you said, they were peaceful protests. But yet, you got guys showing up with guns. So what? Well, I, I mean, mean, in, is, I mean, in this case, riot actually started. But I, but I'm saying is, if people get together, okay, and I and like you said, for every protest there is, the riots find out the guys who are the looters and the guys that's come to start problems. They find out where they are so they can blend in and burn stuff down. They don't care who gets blamed. And let me tell you, <laughs> that's black and white. Because all those brothers that were busting out windows and tearing up shit, yeah, they know their asses is going to jail. You need to go to jail. These people are fighting for you, but you don't care because you're trying to get over. Because why? Our, our society is all about money, all about material wealth. Why else would someone be dumb enough to kick to kick out a fucking window to buy to, to steal a pair of tennis shoes? Come on, that's the, that's the problem right there. And we're trying. Then you got some jackass that says, "Oh, I'm going to the Capitol building with an AR-15 to do what?" See, but here's you know, to, here's the the thing I that I think is interesting about the the shooting in Portland. And compare and contrast with with the the murder of two protesters by by an armed out of state terrorist uh, in in Kenosha. Oh, and but wait a minute! The, the but, one guy got his arm blew completely off. So you had, yeah, the other guy lived, but his his arm is gone. Blew his arm, Kumba. Well, the the point I was going to make though is that the right has 
seen themselves the right wing. They're certainly not correct. I don't want to make that implication. But the right wingers look at liberals as a bunch of weak anti-gun people. And hey, just so happens that the Second Amendment applies to all Americans. Yeah, maybe not, you know, black people who are stopped by police, but on paper, it it applies to all Americans. And a lot of these, you know, right-wing fanatics don't think that folks on the left understand that we have Second Amendment rights too. So you fuck with someone, you get mm-hmm. shot. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, actions have consequences. And now, and I don't... Well, I was going to say, I don't, it's not entirely a good thing because, you know, these right wingers who are showing up to what are supposed to be peaceful protests armed to the teeth saying, oh, well, we're scared. We need our guns because we're scared. Well, now that one of them has been shot by one of ours, now they're going to be even more scared. And so it's amping up the fear and we've already seen on multiple occasions that these folks on the right who are not responsible gun owners, which explains why they're supported by the NRA, another terrorist organization, they're, they're only amping up their fear even more. So things are, things are getting more dangerous out there. Uh, But I, I think, in in one way, I think it it is good that these people are scared and they're waking up to the idea that they don't have an exclusive on being armed. David, was the shooter was the shooter in um, Kenosha a white guy? Yeah. Yes. White was underage. Shooter, was the shooter in Portland a white guy? Yes, yes, he was. Was the victim of the shooter in Portland a white guy? Sure yes. was. White white nationalist David, terrorist. I'm tired. Okay. I hear what you say. I I get what you're saying. I'm absorbing it, but I'm tired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I totally do. I'm exhausted and you get my point. I mean, the the next fifty nine days are gonna be a complete shit show. You know, you think you're tired now. This is like you know, I so I I usually ride like ten miles a day on the exercise bike and you know it's got the the tension settings this is like if you normally do 10 miles in a day this is like doing 20 miles and the last five you're cranking the resistance all the way up so it's really fucking hard and that's we are now in in the last five miles of our of our unexpected 20 mile ride well, you know, no, you know, yeah, so we're cranking there, the resistance be... all the way up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you when, yeah, you, when you're now be... calling, um, when you're now calling, you know, because we hear this patriot stuff, uh, and you know, people always talking patriotism and everything, and then all of a sudden, the guy who's supposed to be the chief officer is calling the very people who fought for this country. You know, oh. he's calling them losers, suckers. You know, you guys, you're a smart man. Why would you go and fight? When would you get out of it? You know, we mean, asshole. You're the reason. What whatever you're receiving, you be. But see, that's white privilege. You want to know what white privilege is? To me, that's white privilege that he could stand there and say that shit, and didn't nobody put a bullet in him. 
<laughs> no one he's no one said that whoa god yeah. no, no, no well i think and they got him i and think even wait a minute he can't even lie about it because one thing one thing i give the liberals credit they can talk about all the news they got him on video they oh, yeah. got this guy verbatim opening his mouth how far back you want to go they got him well on video on tape. twitter they in interviews yeah yes and this is one of the things, and I, I know, Katie, you were, you were saying earlier, this is it, this is going to be the thing, and we've said that so many times over the last three and a half years, and even before he was uh, uh, you know, put into office, when he was still campaigning, every time, so, oh, well, this is going to be it, this is going to be the nail in the coffin, this is, I think, finally people are, are going to be fed up. But I think if folks on the left play this, right and play it smart you know you don't let him escape from it you you keep bringing it up you hammer it into the consciousness and you make it impossible for people on the right to deny that not only did he say this but this is indicative of the stuff he's been saying the whole time and brushing off with, Oh, it's fake news. You know, Oh, the, the lying media enemy of the people. I think if anything, and it needs to keep getting hammered much like we all do in this day and age, but it needs to be driven home that this is not a lone incident. This is just, a, a, it's exactly like everything else that he's been called out for over the last four years that no one has done anything about. It's time to start but doing you know stuff. They, you know, I was going to say, Dave, that you remember you were talking about what the right thinks of us and, you know, liberals. And, you know, one thing they also stated, that liberals, and as, as talking about taking their gun, but they also think liberals are victims. You always hear the Larry Elders of the world saying, well, you know, they use racism, they play victim. No, no, there's no victimhood when I'm pointing out what I see right in front of me and what this guy is doing. You're destroying our reporting. You're trying to get us to second guess what is actually in front of you. No, no, he didn't get shot. It was, it was, uh, um, it was someone else. Yeah, he didn't shoot him in the back. Because he had his hand, he, he had a weapon. What what weapon? He was walking away. Remember, if you had to shoot someone in the back, you had to be you were considered a coward. Uh, well, now, I think I think you still yeah. are. It, it's just no. now, usually when you do it, you've got a police union backing you up, and then and, you've got the president, and a, a bunch union. of folks I mean, on the right. For law enforcement, I have a union. It was my union that helped me with my job, and I had issues. But my thing is this, when you are in, and being a police officer is a, is a very tough job, dealing with the American public, dude, you got your hand, that, that's a lot. There's, there also are other ways, and I used to have this issue at my job, when certain staff knew how to deal with a kid that's supposedly a problem, we knew how to handle the situation instead of the first thing you want to do is put your hands on them. You got to go through some certain protocols, and if you're just thinking of Blake, if it was me, and I saw that the guy was, was you, you've tried to put him, one is five people. Five people can't put cuffs on one guy, and then he gets up away from you? 
and then all of a sudden, the only thing you can think to do is pump seven bullets in his back as he's walking away from you, and you didn't even pay attention that his children are in the car. So his kids watched him. That trauma will be with them the rest of their days of shooting this guy in the back. Yeah, well, you know, you, you say you know, the, the right likes to, to complain that the left views themselves as victims. You know, Michael Reinhold, the, the guy who killed the terrorist in Portland, he didn't see himself as a victim. He he decided to stand his ground. And, I I don't I don't uh, here he goes again. I, I yeah no agree, I I, I don't agree disagree. I I don't agree with the tactic, but I think the the thing is it it was bound I, to happen. But I think that you're talking about something that is a civil rights movement that's being co opted by white toxic masculinity. Oh that's oh 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 oh! One thing that they have not addressed. You got that right, Katie. They have not addressed. If you notice any riots that they've had with black people, you got. If you look in the past of the center of the riot, it was it was the jealousy or the fear of the white man and his issues that started that riot. They would claim, "Oh, a white woman was raped. Oh, uh, they're coming to take our jobs. Oh, somebody created something." Black Wall Street was burned down because they said that a black dude touched a white woman, that he bumped into her, and the whole fucking town gets burned to the ground because this yeah. chick went and told this shit. Nobody goes to jail. Three, four people dead. You know, with everything, everything was was perpetrated, and they said, "Well, you know, look at the looting and the right." They looted. This isn't new. The white man was always looting. And yes, yeah. male, white, masculine, white male masculinity has always been, been at the forefront of these problems. These are his yes. fears. That's Time why he shows up with a gun. Sorry. That's why, that's, why I, that's why I consider the shooter in Portland to not be not so much a, a freedom fighter or a civil rights activist, but more of a, an extension of that, that exact thing that you're describing. Because you don't need to shoot. The, nobody gets shot if you just protest. They're beating up people because they carried a Black Lives Matter sign. That's all it says. Or, well, yeah, yeah as, as the president calls it, yeah, law I mean, and order. Uh, I, I, people, people get shot while protesting all the time. It's just the right wing that does it, you know, and... and I don't know. I mean, I, I understand that what he did is, is completely and totally wrong, but I get the impulse because, I mean, you can't just kick people over and over and over again and call them criminals and, and snowflakes and, 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 like, spray them with mace from your cars and paintball, you know, throw paintballs at them. Have you ever been hit with a paintball? It's not fun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, in, well, in yeah, any yeah, other it, circumstance, it, it, that it, would be considered it, 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 assault. Yeah. You know, the, the president says it's it's a peaceful protest shooting people with paintball guns. Uh, that is well, that said, is well, assault. Yeah, shooting with paint. He didn't use, yeah. He said, but yeah, it, now, it, I, it, I'll tell you one thing. Did you, did you see the sign that the, the white kid, it's on, they have it on Facebook all the time. And it's a white kid in one of the most racist towns of Arkansas somewhere. And he's standing on the side 
that said Black Lives Matter, and he's just holding the sign. And white people are coming by, stopping. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be back in ten minutes, and your ass better not be here. You know, <laughs> they were coming by, threatening him. And there's a white kid yeah. just holding the sign, saying Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and these people they totally like, twisted it. Bully. They bully and threaten our side all the time. So I understand the impulse. Because every time I go to a protest, I have to ask myself, am I bringing a weapon today? You know? Because if somebody starts something with me and tries to Heather hire me or tries to beat me, they're going to have an issue, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I get I get the impulse to defend somebody else and, and, and take the law into your own hands, especially when the cops are on the side of supremacists in the first place and they're giving water bottles to people, you know, and saying, hey, thanks for coming and backing us up. You well, know, like, prime we example is, back, who's going to have our back? Prime example, you know? that white kid walked with an AR-15 past the cops. Mm-hmm. No one mm-hmm. touched him. And wait that's a minute, he, came, he, he didn't about. get arrested till he got home. And he turned himself yeah. in because they got him on full range. He shot... Two people killed two and blew off a guy's arm. So who's walking yeah, around? Where is this? Talking about what is this so-called? Now, mind you, they always talk about gang violence in Chicago. You need a gun in gang violence in Chicago. True enough, you should be strapped if you're walking through a particular neighborhood like that. But you're at a protest, man. What are you doing with an AR-15 rifle? Ain't no gangs here. Well, he yeah, deliberately he went to fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah. He went start and he went looking for trouble. You don't take an AR-15 and travel across state lines and you're not allowed to have that weapon in the first place. It's not even registered to you. You're not even of age to have that weapon. And His you drive across state it. lines. Yeah. His mother and, and bought use it. your mommy's gun. Please use your mommy's gun. Like wasn't a it, would have wasn't it Sandy Hook? She needs to go. Yeah, what she was needs the to go to jail too because she drove was, him there. Right. Well, what was the other uh, the school shooting where the the kid used his mom's gun? Was that Sandy Hook? That was that was Sandy Hook. Yeah, was he Sandy shot. Hook. Wait a minute, Dave. He yeah. shot her first though. He shot her in her sleep. <laughs> he shot her first. Seriously, he did. He put the gun oh, under I, her chin. Yeah, I know. I, irony her for spending time more time at the school than with him. This guy was on the internet all the fucking time. He had plastic bags over all his windows. His his room was completely dark. You know, he was always on the internet talking to militia people, talking about God and religion and children. And he went down and he planned that shit. And then he knew exactly what to blow his own head off. That was it. Yeah. I mean, these people are these people are freaking nuts. And, uh, and I'm gonna uh, uh, like what piggyback off what I was saying earlier about like understanding the impulse that the shooter had in Portland to stand his ground and defend the other person in a, in, a, in an ultra violent way. Like I totally get that. I mean, when the the maggots were rolling through Studio City, I was like, oh, do you guys know how to make a caltrop? It's like you take a piece <laughs> of wood and you and you you bang um, uh, uh, huge nails through it in opposite directions, making it look like a tic-tac-toe game, and you throw it in front of their tires. And you guys won't be coming back if you have no tire, you know? And I'm like, hey, you guys want a civil war? Let's get it on, bitches. It's adorable you think liberals don't have guns. And then and then I was like, wait a minute. And then Joe Biden spoke and about healing and, well, 
I thought are better angels, and I and I, I keep thinking about Obama and John Lewis, and and then I'm like, I have to check myself, and because I I I want to fucking get into it, like you, you know, like hand to hand combat, and like well, let's well, do right. it, bitches. Well, and- well, but, again, but we can't. Again, you know? just let me let me just say quickly. I'm I'm not you know trying to to venerate or justify Michael Reinold shooting uh, shooting a, a terrorist from out of state, or uh, actually I think he was just from an, another town, from out of town. Let's say I, I'm not saying yeah, that was I'm not saying that was the right thing to do or a good thing to do, but I am saying it was the logically inevitable conclusion to that chapter. Yeah, well, you know, because, uh, I mean, you uh, can only push somebody so much before they push you back. Right. Well, a good you know? friend of mine like said he, to me, um, you know, a good friend of mine said to me, he says, you know what? He said, Ty, black people haven't really went off yet. You know, we really, I mean, we've been, we're the nicest fucking people in the world. We've let so much shit go by, and we haven't blew this motherfucker up yet. We've had more people lynched and killed, and they haven't turned this fucker out. But what they ever do, he said, I'll be at the head of the fucking line, fucking kill him. He said, but they haven't done it. They've just, they've been so nice. You know, they didn't turn, they, I mean, they could have really went nuts with Trayvon. They should have hunted his, the, the guy who killed Trayvon Martin. They could have got him because that was some bullshit. Stand your ground. Yeah. Fuck that. I, you shot I, that and, over the fucking Skittles. And, and, yeah, and, and as what Katie was saying earlier, I mean, Zimmerman had a bunch of domestic abuse charges on him. Zimmerman. Yeah. Thinks that he doesn't think that he's a man because he isn't one, and so he has this like toxic masculinity complex. Oh, I've got to be a big man and hit girls, and nobody flagged him for that. Like animal abuse and domestic abuse, that should be your red flag. You are never allowed to get a weapon ever, ever, right. and mandatory counseling for the rest of your fucking life because you are a red flag situation, and we need to closely mm-hmm. monitor you. So nobody monitored him because we don't have a society that puts uh, any value on women or animals. And that's why we're so fucked up. And then he uh, uh, killed a black guy and people were like, oh, that's really bad. But he's black. So we're not going to make a huge deal about it. Right. Because we don't value black people in this country either. And 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 he hasn't paid a real price for it. And that's, you know, that's. That's where we are. I mean, if, well, you, yeah, it, make, it makes me think of but the first time that he choked a puppy. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you know, uh, well, I, I mean, it like, makes fucking, me, like Huckabee's son. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of when they when they put out that it was OK. Uh, and this is probably they, I was reading some history on on the country and they, they put a law together to where white men could screw all the, the slaves that they wanted. Right. And if he, if she was ends up getting pregnant and has a kid, if she's considered a Christian, then you're not a you're not a slave. But they started changing that and making sure that you that way we could keep you a slave and they would have no responsibility. But if a white woman slept with a black slave, she was a disgrace to the nation. So they so it's like, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute. I can so you can do it. Yeah, I can screw everybody. I can screw the white chick. I can screw anybody that comes in on a ship. But you know, and that was another way of controlling 
as, as Katie brought up, masculinity, they kept finding ways to control the narrative every time. So it became an idea. So either you were assimilationist, you were segregationist, you were abolitionist, you were these different things. Something had something to where the white man was able to be in control of every situation, which, you know, on one hand, Thomas Jefferson claims he hated slavery, but yet he was making money off of it. You know, then he couldn't make up his mind. Well, you know, you, you shouldn't be sleeping with slaves, but yet he was sleeping with, you know, Sally Hemming and making babies. You know, when she was fourteen years old. So didn't Thomas Je- didn't Thomas Jefferson look for people to justify slavery? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, he, he, he was like, "Oh, I want to own people." So well, he looked at uh, tell me why they're inferior. I won't be in, at, at war with myself for this whole like liberty and justice for all. Situation. Every intellectual so felt he, that way. Every intellectual thought that they were above uh, that that Africans were in you know you know were inferior to them to the point that once blacks started assimilating like whites they started making other blacks feel inferior to them because that's why you start that's why they start calling themselves negroes you know because you if you're if you say you're african you're being backwards so they made them denounce the very country that they were from and embrace being you could your 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 country of origin had to be denounced and you had to say you were Christian and you were American, but yet you still weren't accepted, even though you tried to say that you were. And the white man also had always stated he will never, Thomas Jefferson always looked at it, he said blacks will never be, you know, equal to, to me. And, and, and Abraham Lincoln thought the same thing. Every president has thought that blacks have never been equal to them. Can't do it. Always looked at it, and that's what, and that's just, throughout history. It's just been that way. No matter how well you show how smart they are, I mean, they don't feel Obama was equal. That's why they hated his guts. They considered him an uppity black man. Obama wasn't equal. He was better than them. And that's what really got yeah, them. Yeah, you're you getting in trouble for that. Like, don't do that. You're going to get in trouble. As I always tell Dave. Best president we've ever trouble. had. <laughs> I miss him. I mean, who was it on the morning show who said the problem is is that Obama is America's ex-boyfriend and she misses him, you know, <laughs> like I do. I miss him. Come back, baby. Come back. Yeah. I don't let you but they didn't, but you know away. what? <laughs> Dave, when did we started denouncing education? When did we start denouncing humanity? And, well, it and- feels like that was, I mean, just, I, I'm sure it predates it by, by decades, but in, in my lifetime, yeah, the first time I remember that as a a political value was uh, during during the Reagan years. You know, and we've we've talked about this on the show before. It's like a lot of racism, and even within the communities, it all comes down to that you think you're better than me kind of mentality. And whether it's coming from ignorant people saying it to educated people, whether it's coming from someone who isn't doing anything to better their situation to someone who is, you know, time and you talked about, you know, growing up in the hood and, you know, one of your neighbors tried to have a lawn. (laughs) actually grow grass. <laughs> well, that was and, us. Oh, we that was, yeah. yeah. And yeah, the other neighbors <laughs> yeah. were like, you know, what the fuck is your problem? You know, you think you're better than <laughs> us? And and it's, 
that's yeah. that's the mentality is is that you know they they say a rising tide lifts all ships but when the water table is getting lower it brings everybody down right and, and, that, and time and i i i thought it was important that you talked about how every president that we've ever had has considered black people to be inferior yeah. because it's it's exactly and we've talked about this on the show a lot, and of course you can read about this a lot, but there is an absolute direct line between the protests happening right now and the trying to get a handle on this policing and right. slavery. It, there's a direct line. Mm-hmm. Now, to, now, wait a minute. Uh, you know, black Republicans will tell you, oh, you guys are playing victim. Everything's fine. You know, what you see here is not real. It's not everywhere. And why did he run? He shouldn't have ran. He should have just stopped. He wouldn't have got shot if he just do what they told him to do. Really? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't Go know. Ahead. You know, it's okay. I, I'm yeah. just thinking about this because I've been doing a little bit of dog sitting recently. It it kind of just thinking about that. It's it's like a a domesticated pet trying to explain to a, to a stray dog, like, eh, there's no problem. You know, there's food every day. Everything's great. I, I get scratches. I, I, you know, get bathed and it's not great, but you know, lets me put new smells on me all over again. Life is awesome. I don't know what the hell you're complaining about. Well, you know, you can't, you can never let an alley dog in your house. <laughs> an alley dog. Uh, alley, I used to say this, you know, uh, you know, an alley dog, the dog been hit by about five or six cars. You know, skin hanging off his body, flies flying around his head. You can feed him anything. Pork and beans, tuna, hell, you give him an onion. He don't give a shit. He will guard your house. But if a burglar break in, he'll bite him. Get about half a block and start foaming at the mouth. You can't let an alley dog in your home because he's not used to being there. He's used to being outside. It's like an alley cat. You don't, an alley cat, you can't, you can't send a house cat to kill a rat you need an alley cat to kick a rat's ass you need an alley cat to kick a dog's ass but you're not gonna send a house cat to do that so, so you I, gotta have someone from the street i, I yeah, think I moving moving out of the animal farm for a second but i i think <laughs> where because no i mean it's i i think these are all like apt comparisons to things in human society the yeah. difference though you know, between and I'm I'm talking about like not anthropomorphized for the sake of fiction or parable or whatever, but at the actual like using the alley cat example, the difference supposedly <laughs> between an alley cat and a ignorant human is that the human is supposed to have the capacity to learn. And to get better. And even, you know, we we kind of brought religion into it earlier. But even when you when you look at it in a religious sense, and call me out on this, because Jew, you know, so I didn't grow up with Christianity in any form. I just learned about it in college and for a good chunk of my life from people who wanted to explain why I was inferior as a Jew. Gesundheit comes out loose. But the the whole idea behind Christianity is to try to aspire and to actually make the effort to be more Christ-like, 
to to recognize that as the you know appointed son of the deity he is infallible and you will never be just like him but you should try and work at being like Jerry Fowler, more Jr., like right? him well, I, you know, I don't remember the part where Jesus like hung out in the corner jerking off while his wife was getting railed by a pool boy. But it's been it's been years since I've read the scriptures. So it's in, it's in two Corinthians. Ah, uh, I mean, yes. I mean, wait a minute. Two Corinthians walk into a hotel a room. He built a university. Okay, him and his rotten ass father. They're racist. On top of that, when I'm shocked. I found so many black people going to Liberty University. I was like, "Oh my God, all these black folks are going here!" Did you ever? And now, did you ever see the movie? Is in. God, I, I think it was Amazon Woman on the Moon, but it might have been. Con- no, it wasn't Kentucky Fried Movie because it was later. There was the the segment Blacks Without Soul. Uh, no. With, <laughs> I'll see if I can find it on YouTube and send the link, but. You know, this was made in the 80s, and it was like a PSA to, to donate to help blacks without soul. And there's this one kid sitting like in a very <laughs> suburban bedroom with a poster on his wall of David Hartman, who was the host of Good Morning America at the time. And he's like, I'm the, the president of my local chapter of the David Hartman fan club. I think he's neat. <laughs> Don No Soul Simmons uh, recording Tie Yellow Ribbon. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's just. It's, hey, I like that song. <laughs> poor time, poor time, and we're going to put up a collection for him on, on GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am I, am I wrong about the, the whole <laughs> religious aspect of this? Because, you know, you also have the, the folks on, on the right wing of things who claim moral superiority because they're the church folks. Which, you know, they go back, Dave, you know how far back that goes with the con. That is the biggest con in the world when you read about the Puritans and everything. Christianity that came into our country and and they used it for the betterment of themselves. And and you call, I was just, I was thinking about this, you know, this week, you know, as you're calling the Indian the savage, but yet you were killing him. You came with germs. He was just being an Indian. He tried to show you how to survive here. You said he was stupid. You know, they would kill their wives and then dig them back up and eat them because they were starving. And if it wasn't for the Indians showing them how to survive, how to live off of the land, then they turned around and, and, and took the land from the Indian, you know, and, and but yet they want to also inject Christianity like that's supposed to clean everything up. They had every intent, and, and they used to always send in the missionaries first to get you to lower your guard so they can know how to overtake you. That's what the missionaries were sent in for. That's yeah. why they took Hawaii. Hawaii was taken by bringing in the missionaries. You know, uh, t- uh, Timon, I think it's pretty safe to say that Christianity, and I'm talking about the organized religion right. part of it, has nothing to do, has absolutely nothing to do with the teachings of Christ. Right. They, the, I'm talking about very specifically, and David, because we, we were talking about organized religion, I'm mm-hmm. talking very specifically about the organized religion part of it. That part is purely about power. 
and I do mean that. And I know, and it, and it actually sounds pretty stark, but this is this is the truth. Yeah, not at all. Because the the and, it's, and it, we were talking about animals versus humans, and that we're further evolved, and we have the capacity for learning and everything. And I'm saying, and and that capacity makes us incredible beings. It makes us incredible animals, but it also makes us the worst animals. Yeah. And I think the religion, as opposed to the spirituality of Jesus or following the teachings of Christ or whatever you want to call it, I'm talking about the establishment of the organized religion. That's where the dark side of human evolution or whatever comes in. Right. Because that is pure power. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with the teachings yeah Yeah, rather than rather than being used as a belief system that's supposed to guide people to being better organized religion for the most part has been used as a means of warping the scripture to not only justify the negative behavior but to assert authority well we got got this book it's just the power it's just the power Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. But if you don't know the word, you can't hear the word. And that's the problem. No one really knows the word. The only way I saw as to get back at people who were trying to force or twist, you have to read the damn book. You have to break down the scriptures. So when you're sitting in church, you can go, that's some bullshit. That's not what that is. When the other, when when the Jehovah Witnesses come to your house and they go, oh, well, it says here, no, 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 it said blah blah blah. That's what it says, well, and they go away and, because they know that you know your word. And that's but the if thing; you don't, they can get you. Yeah, you talk about like starting an invasion of a native peoples with missionaries. It's the whole idea of setting up that power dynamic so that you can use it to justify the hypocrisy, you know, the, the whole notion that, you know, when, when people would ask the evangelicals a few years ago about, you know, how they could justify supporting Trump when the guy was living a life that was at the very least antithetical to the teachings of Christ yeah, they oh well sure, you know, but he's human and he's flawed and and you know, by embracing the flawed people, we are doing the work of Jesus. You know, it's it's bullshit, but they make it sound plausible. So once you establish that hypocrisy as the belief system, that's when you can move into saying stuff like, oh, I support the military. I am the, I'm the greatest supporter of the military. Well, doing everything to show that as much as you may love, quote unquote, the military, you sure as fuck hate the troops. Right. Well, it, and, it's and, the and, same did thing. You, did you, see, uh, did it, you well, see the guy who taught Kaepernick the, the kneeling? Okay, and the reason why, and they took that and they twisted it to say that he was disrespecting the flag when no, he was told by a Marine soldier that, hey, man, if you really want to make an impact, you should take a knee. Well, and, and that this is I the mean, way to, to protest, but to do it respectfully in accordance with the ways we are supposed to treat our venerated piece of cloth. 
Right, and they took this and twisted it. Then they said, well, you're doing it against the national anthem. Let it be said and let it be known that the national anthem does not have, the, it's not the full national anthem because there is in there talking about niggas and, you know, the N-word and slave because slaves help fight. They took that out in order for the song to last and then for them to use it. The guy hated black folks. You know, the guy who wrote the damn song. Yeah, Francis yeah, Scott the, Key, the, product the, of his the, time. The lyric says, uh, yeah. conquer we must for our cause, it is just. Yes, but that that is not in there, coming. and they're not going to say it. So, you know, I mean, I think they, it's amazing how the uh, what has been with, you know, with Kaepernick, and now the owners are saying, wow, we got it all wrong. Wow, this stuff really does exist. Yeah, asshole. Well, that's what it's always been about. I, and I, I think that's part of what we saw this week. Uh, I believe it was yesterday when uh, the White House announced that they were going to get rid of any government programs that included racial sensitivity training or, or talking about white privilege or the racism that's inherent in our society. My guess is the logic in doing that is that if you get rid of the the programs that point out the inequality, that means the inequality doesn't exist because if there was inequality, we would obviously be doing something to stop it. It's like COVID. You don't test it, it doesn't exist. Well, that's, ah, see, but, but, okay. Pregnancy. But, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a whole, whole lot of virgin births happening uh, where, where the pregnancy testing isn't allowed. But I think I think that's that's an interesting thing that that you bring up with the whole idea of you know the denying the testing. Did you guys see? I I think it was Monday on Rachel Maddow when she was talking about the wedding in Maine that turned into yes. a super spreader event because yes. largely because the the preacher who was from another city flew in. You know, it was maskless. It was large. It, there was no social distancing. He got the COVID there, brought it back. You know, found out that he had tested positive on a Saturday and then preached at multiple services on Sunday. So my question is, and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure. Well, actually, I no, I don't know. Because, Liz, I think you might have mentioned something about this before growing up in Texas. But do you guys, is it just me or do you guys think, also think that the the preachers who are denying the COVID and, you know, saying it's a hoax and whatever, are they the, the new snake handlers of our time? Are they the Pentecostals? Oh, I mean, even like if they that. aren't literally Pentecostal, like, aren't they basically doing the same thing as... as well, yeah, I mean, I was raised Assemblies of God, which is like the one... That makes snake handlers seem like kind of normal, you know. Like, <laughs> um, I I don't know. Part of me thinks like, okay, the reason why we have like uh like Donald has this like tie on the evangelical base is because you know like like the form of Christianity that came to America and that's been exploited to manipulate the people is uh it's a justification for misogyny and uh, racism because I mean 
you can justify owning slaves in the Bible. You can justify hitting your wife in the Bible. You can justify raping one of your daughters in the Bible and still be the one good guy that God saves out of all Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, so when you look at like, like evangelical Christianity, it's really a, a way to tell white people who live in trailers that God loves them more than the black guy down the street who can read good or, or his, or his wife, you know, because like, I mean, unless it's a recipe book or the Bible, why are you reading anyway, lady? Don't make me slap that book out of your hand, right? Um, I, I don't know. Part of me thinks that, like, these evangelical preachers are just really, really wanting the end of the world. And they, like, I, maybe COVID's the rapture and they, they know Donald Trump's the Antichrist, but they're supporting because they think that they'll meet Jesus sooner. But they're everything that Jesus preached against. So, like, if they do get to the gates, Jesus is going to be like, I don't know you, because I know you by your works, not by this, like, lame, like, commandeering of my word, you know? So, I mean, they, they've always been these the snake handlers. I mean, there's no reason why anybody has pr- a private jet who is a preacher, unless they're wow. just taking your yeah. money. Ten, you know the, 10% yeah, yeah. of all your cash is a pretty good gig, if I just tell you, you got to yeah. give it to me. Yeah, you know my first job you. in the church. You know what I mean? Yeah, my, my first my first job in the church. Uh, I was an usher, and as my job was to go around and pick up all the wigs that were flying off women's heads when they got the Holy Ghost in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, Sister Please. Williams would jump up and go, "Praise Jesus! Praise the Lord!" Oh, my uncle would get them all riled up, and her wig would fly off. Phew! And my the deacons would say. Boy, I go over That's and get right. Sister Williams' wig, and I go over and pick it up. <laughs> I give her wig. Super spreader events. Yeah, Everybody's you know, like screaming and and yelling and speaking in tongues and yeah. throwing their wigs around. Like that's a super spread event man and that's just sunday that's just like first half hour of sunday church you know i i really hope that this episode gets like very wide listenership because liz i'm being serious right now what you just said about religion is one of the most genius just laying it out there and distilling it that i've ever heard like that that i've that i've heard I'm, I'm oh, serious. You, you you spoke such I went to truth church there. Times a week. Preach, sister. Preach. <laughs> and I and I I, I also think I also think that the whole thing about the the preacher himself, like an individual preacher, like whether he thinks that Trump will usher in the end of days or whatever whatever it is, in a way, it's kind of irrelevant because that preacher is either a money grubber who's who's basically following the doctrine of religion, which is power. Or that person is inadvertently working in that system that, again, as I mentioned before, organized Christianity, the organized religion of Christianity is power. Bottom line, that's it. Well, if you look at also uh, Martin Luther King, there were pastors who hated him, black pastors who wanted to see Martin Luther King fail. They were fighting against him. There were blacks that did not want civil rights to happen. Didn't want it signed. They were they worked for the FBI to infiltrate the NAACP, also to infiltrate the churches. They didn't want Martin Luther King or uh, Medgar Everett. They didn't want these guys out. They wanted things to stay the way that they were because it helped them, and they looked down upon other blacks. So there were black preachers that didn't even want Martin Luther King, and it wasn't even about it. It was about partly about money, but it was also impressing 
to be a simulationist to be like white people. And they felt wow. that there were other wow. blacks who did not, uh, um, they, they, they weren't like them. So they basically, they, they, these preachers that you speak of, they saw these other black people as uh, losers and yes. suckers. And suckers. <laughs> Amazing yes, how this sir. all comes it, around full circle. It all yeah. comes around, David. It all, it seriously all comes around. Well, the biggest con in and the world. If you, is, oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. ahead. I was, was going to say just the biggest con if, in the world is the psychology of race. Oh, no, I, I think that's like second. It's religion that's the biggest con in the world. Well, well I mean, t- well, the fact re- that you... you, you, you I'm Casey Kasem, and this is the top 40 scams of all time. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number two, I've got oh, a letter yeah, that reads, Dear Casey. We're going to have to have like a, a, a tie. <laughs> 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 if you really, really want to go down gold. a rabbit hole, though, like... If you really, really, really want to go down a rabbit hole, you got to ask the rabbit first. I'm sorry. You got to find the rabbit, but look up in Revelations and um, uh, I think it's, I think it's like uh, John, but look up all references to the Antichrist in the Bible. These, these pastors know that something's not right because there are allusions to knowing him by the trumpets, Trump, Pence, trumpets. <laughs> there are illusions. You know what I mean for how long his reign will be. There, there are, there are, there are lots of like accounts of like the false prophet being into guys and girls. Maybe the false prophet's wife was getting boned by a pool boy while the, while the false prophet jerked off in the corner. I don't know if it gets that specific, but like like cross reference um, Nostradamus with revelations, and and you're gonna not want to talk to anybody ever again because you're like, oh yeah, it's over. We had a good run. <laughs> I mean, and and you know the guys who created stuff like Homo Sapien and and the you know if you go now they say that you know. Um, the man walked this earth 2.5 million years ago out of Africa. And you, you go talk to just a native person. And they would say, you know, no, we've never heard of this fucker, Jesus. We haven't heard of so-and-so. No, no. And so, and you're going to go tell this native who's been living, like, that's like telling an aborigine who's been around for 40,000 years that you ain't shit, but you should just forget about what you're doing and come follow me because what I have is way better than what you got. But yet my people have been doing this year and year after year. But I'm an idiot. But I know how, to, I'm the one that taught you how to eat kangaroo tail when you were starving. And you didn't know what's going on, but yet I'm an idiot. Yes. Well, and I think you show up and I'm dumb. The interesting thing is, you know, and if you look at the actual wording you know, where the missionary would like show up where these tribal people have lived for thousands of years. And the missionary says, I I don't know how you guys have lived like this without the word of Jesus. And what it comes down to is the, the problem is that the missionary doesn't know. And it's not, you know, they, they didn't need the word. They've been doing just fine without it. Right. It it's yeah. the fact that you're you're mystified that anyone else could possibly live without this thing because it challenges your need for this thing. You know, it's like if I as a smoker were to say like 
I, I just, I don't know how you people live without cigarettes. It's what a miserable existence you must have. How do you relax? How do you enjoy yourself? How do you set yourself apart from the, the maddening crowd if you don't smoke? You need to start smoking now. You just, you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop out. I'm going to buy a pack for each of you. And we're going to sit down and we're going to smoke together. And you're going to love it. <laughs> you're going to fucking love it. Perfect, David, because religion is a cancer. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect. That's a perfect analogy. My, you know, my grandpa was a missionary for the Assemblies of God Church. How many to, packs um, a day? Africa. And <laughs> he was a total racist too. Like grandpa, grandpa didn't like like it when we played with our our black neighbors when we would uh, stay at his place in Prairie View, Texas. Um, for the summer, Prairie View, Texas, um, yeah. and then they moved to Gun Barrel City, Texas, and Gun like, Barrel like, City, which is which is a real fucking city. I, it, it has like two hundred people in it. It and, should be the name of a graphic novel. Like, yeah, yeah. I've never been in so many fistfights in my life. Um, what a horrible town. Um, <laughs> really, I mean, because the the name itself just makes it sound so warm and embracing. I know, right? Like the high school had like four high four different towns. Like they got all of the populations and combined it was like a one A school. Whereas in Houston I was going to a five A school and I went there for like a couple of weeks and I was like, You have no drama department. What's happening here? Like uh <laughs> like anywho. Um uh yeah, like the whole like bringing evangelical Christianity, it's not like out of the good, the goodness of their own heart. He he hated he hated black people. It's because uh, you know you like what you were talking about before. You soften them, like um, when like uh, the Nestle Corporation would bring um, uh, formula to uh, uh, breastfeeding mothers in Africa and be like, "Hey, we're going to help you. We're going to help mm-hmm. you have this, so you don't have to breastfeed all the time." And then when their milk dries up, they start charging them for it, like you. You, uh, you you get them hooked, you soften your target, you invade, and then pretty soon you can have all of the natural resources of Africa. And uh, like that's the, that's the fucking game plan. And you know? you're not going to find that in your history books. Yeah, but you see it, you know, I mean, that mentality throughout American society, you know, going back to the smoking analogy, the, uh, yep. the government used to send you know smokes to to soldiers overseas yep. and that was you know thanks to the the wonderful folks in the tobacco lobby saying hey you know let's you know these guys would love just give them a little smokable religion yeah your and your cigarette gives, analogy is perfect david it's absolutely perfect and it gives away your position like why are you <laughs> going to give somebody something that's going to give them it's going to slow down their running time and it's also going to give away their position. I mean, that's why you like, well, like only uh, two on a match. You know, like, if you only do two cigarettes yeah. on one match, then it doesn't totally give up the position. Yeah, but the charity <laughs> man. <laughs> well, yeah, it's you, much much like religion. You have to ignore the the logical and the the basic facts of the situation. You just have to embrace the spirit. Uh, oh. Hey, you know, I was going to say, maybe we can get a cigarette advertiser for the show. (laughs) I I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you guys noticed that they're trying to use college football. 
the, 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 the GOP is trying to use college football as a way to pressure the schools to be open because, and, and to also get people out to, uh, you know, that you know, Trump is trying to use. Look at her. They're taking college football away from the kids and they're not letting them play sports. They're not letting them do this and they're not letting them do and they're trying to use it. How are they going to get their brain injuries now? Yeah, you know, you know, and they're really pushing it. They're, I mean, they got it all over. This guy Clay Matthews. I don't know if you heard him on. He's a sports. Uh, he's used. I, I knew he was a Trump supporter when he started opening his mouth, and you know, yeah, they're getting political and they're telling the the owners how to do this and do that. They should be quiet. Did you like the way Jared Kushner told LeBron to just shut up and play basketball? And I was like, you are the Oh, my God, yeah. Can you believe that shit? That, <laughs> that, that, like, dude, you are in no position. You are the biggest con. They, you know, they made, how much have they made, Dave, the uh, Kushner and... and um, oh, it's and millions. His, uh, Ivanka? Ivanka. About, about $140 million? I think it's $36 million just this year. I mean, these guys are cleaning up. I can't... You, you, we got to, you know... I, I was sitting back going, wow, I just saw... That they're trying to do things with, you know, with the sports to make, you know, people go back to work. I mean, go back to kids, go back to school to lure them back. And they're all getting sick. I really yeah. hope that LeBron James was like, hey, man, uh, why don't you just worry about being a haunted mannequin? And you do that <laughs> while I like just shut up and be a haunted mannequin. I cannot. Oh, what an evil, vile, like. Like, uh, like, I can't wait. He's got such delicate features. I can't wait until he goes to prison. They are going to love him. They're yeah. going to love him, dude. Well, on, yeah, Liz, Madam, Madam to, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on, on the note of, of the locker up kind of mentality that, that we're getting into here. I, I thought one of the interesting news stories that came out this week was about how Melania Trump has used her personal email account for government business and campaign business, uh, much like a, a former presidential candidate from 2016. Uh, but, Don't I can't even. You know, again, you're not even. you're and, not hearing the, the locker up. Laundered money. Like Melania could be the first um, uh, floatist to go to jail. She laundered money through the uh, uh, through the uh, inaugural convention, inaugural convention, and she used her best friend to be the fall guy for it. And her well, best was it the convention or the inaugural? That, maybe that's what she yeah, meant yeah, by inaugural. be best. Yeah, the inaugural, right. Like they switched everything from the convention directly to the inaugural, and then declared that he was running for president the day that he was in, that he was sworn in, so that he could have another four years of laundering Russian money, lining his own pockets, and stealing from the people who he says that he's going to uh, like lift up and protect. And Flotus helped him do it. So did all of his chinless kids. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the financial crimes, like a forensic, like uh, financial crimes division to just lay out what they did. Like this paper trail is going to be so exciting. It will be taught for decades. <laughs> well, and decades I, I of hope they, of, of what they did. I hope when the hammer falls, if it does, that there is someone there to remind Donald Trump what he is quoted as having said about the, the POWs who, you know, suffered 
as prisoners under foreign armies. Uh, guys who get caught deserve what they get. And I, uh, I think, you know, it's, I, I don't necessarily believe that uh, when it comes to POWs, but I think it is one of those Trump quotes that he should be reminded of when it comes back to bite him in the ass. You oh, know, well, yeah. this is John McCain was just wrong. I mean, I mean, I, whether you like John McCain, but to say that and call him a loser and they still, these people still voting for, for Trump, they're saying all these things. No. Yeah, that, that I, was, did you have every right to be pissed and uh, other folks and this guy? He, he, he basically, I hope he's given himself enough rope to to fucking hang himself. I hope this is it. You know, I want to because it seems like we're going to close out on just maybe uh, talking a little bit about this uh, Atlantic piece. I want to get back to something you said. Uh, I think it was sixteen hours ago now, David. <laughs> um, oh, which means um, it's about, time to check the about, tote board, Timpani. I have to. Um, I have to disagree with you about um, about what you 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 had said about. Um, take this stuff that's in the Atlantic and put it, and it's like a pattern of behavior with him. You know, he, he's, he's said things in the past that show that he doesn't have any respect. I'm like, no, that to me is opening the door for, Hey, that's Trump being Trump. You knew he was awful. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to focus just on this. I literally want to focus on him saying that people were shot, shot down were losers and that they were suckers. That is all that I want to concentrate on. I don't want us. I don't want it to be conflated with. Well, Trump's a bad guy. You know, he's a bad guy. Look at the other things he's said in the past. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I want to. I, I want to live right here in this moment, right now. I get what you're saying, but I. I mean, I guess the way I'm viewing it as you know, an armchair lawyer, because definitely not a lawyer, is I. I you're a doctor. see. You're a doctor. I, I am. Uh, but I see all this as it's like corroborating evidence. And, you know, for the people mm-hmm, who, mm-hmm. you know, because you look at the, the Republican convention, you know, when you had all these relatives and employees coming on, on stage to say, I know you've heard that he's a bad guy and I know the evidence is out there, but he's not. I've, I've worked with him and he likes me and I'm black. He, you know, I'm a woman and, and he's, he's nice to me. So it's the ability to combat that mentality. You know, if people are are of that mindset, they're going to be the ones inclined to agree with the, the white house defense of fake news. It didn't happen. These disgruntled employees. And you say, okay, you could look at it that way. You know, I mean, John Kelly, Jim Mattis, the respected generals, they served their country. This guy on paper documented over 20,000 lies to the public in the last four years but yeah, you keep you you go with that fake news thing. I, David, I understand what you're saying, but I I still have to disagree with this because I understand that you're saying that like let I me mean, he's a no liar. So who are you going to believe when it comes to this story? I'm just saying that sometimes with this fake presidency, you really need to just hammer hammer it down 
and just isolate because you run into, you run the risk of basically doing a Russian op, which is like just everything. It, it's, it's getting to the point where it's just so overwhelming. The lies. Okay, this is another lie. Just do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like that, like like literally just taking this one thing, just taking that 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 multiple sources confirm that he said that veterans are losers. Like that's all I want right now. Yeah, kind of like Pelosi was laser focused during the impeachment inquiry. We could have brought him up on numerous charges, but she's like, "Hey, you know, let's do these two that we have definitive proof of, and we'll stay focused on that." I, and and so, see, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I I agree, I agree I think, but you know, I wanted, you know, look how well that turned out. <laughs> you know, well, with the impeachment, he did get and impeached. I think and no, he, he did. Had he, he did. Removed, I just, you know? I think it's, it's one of those things where you have to look at the tactics of your enemy and use them to your advantage. And in that respect, you know, you look at the last three and a half years of his presidency and it's, it's a matter of keeping us off stable footing, you know, and just when you, when you try and focus on one thing and shit, this is here. Oh, bam. You know, he's lighting another fire over here. And so you got to put that out and you're never able to focus on one thing. I think if you sweep them all together and it paints a very obvious picture because it's easy for people to brush off or deny individual events. But if you look at a recurring pattern of behavior, then it's it's i i think a lot harder and i realize you know you're you're trying to to deprogram a cult member showing them the obvious evidence isn't necessarily going to do the trick i understand what you're saying i absolutely understand what you're saying but i'm but i i just i don't think that uh, and I, and you've heard me out and i've heard you out but i just don't think we're going to agree on, on yeah, that one. I mean, hey, I see. I definitely po- put up a poll for, for the for your <laughs> listeners. <laughs> maybe we should right. do that. No, well, I mean, like, because I definitely see the validity of your point, and I, I see, yeah, the downside of of mine. But it it kind of seems well, the- like you know we've done we've tried everything else to to try and and knock them down, and. I think if you, you know, use the barrage tactic that's been so effective for him, not, not so much on his supporters, but on his defenders, you know, it's, it's like the idea of having live fact checking at the debates. It's, it's the kind of thing Mm -hmm. that, you know, and video, they should have video. Yeah, but like, you know, because William yeah. Barr goes, you know, Timon was talking about the, the Wolf Blitzer interview. William Barr goes on TV and and talks, you know, bullshit about some alleged case in Texas where, you know, there was a guy with 1,700 fake ballots, and that wasn't what it was at all. But, you know, while the lie gets front page coverage, the correction is somewhere deep on, you know, A15. Yeah. I mean, right. well, so the it's, good news about um, Donald Trump being such a horrendous piece of shit is that so many people hate him that, um, like, like, Vote Vets is going to tr- totally drill down on this story. 
So you will get that precise attacks. While Lincoln Project is going to drill down on this, as well as try to make him go insane, talking about how he's tired and he can't keep his ratings up. You know, like just totally like how he can't like walk a ramp, you know, how he can't like drink water, um, uh, how everybody's turning on him and he can't trust anybody. You know, like they're doing psychological warfare on him. And I'm hoping that he just like next time he strokes out, he does it on camera and swallows his tongue so that I can have his in my ringtone. But like we're uh, we've got all of these different pieces like. Voltroning together, you know. You have vote vets. You got Lincoln Project. You've got Joe Biden, who I wanted. I wanted Warren and Harris as my as my team, but I think Joe Biden was custom made for this moment. You know, uh, a son in the military, empathy, um, always supported our troops. Reasonable guy. He's an old white guy. A brand you trust. You know, uh, brand you got, like part dad, of the Obama a brand you trust and. Obama coalition. Plus, he's got like like the bat, most badass I can beep anybody ever had, and, and in Kamala Harris, he's he's you know she's the prosecutor. This guy's a criminal. She puts criminals away. That's what we need. She is not going to back down. She faces down rapists all used to face down rapists all day, every day, and never back down. You think this motherfucker going to score on her? I don't think so, bitch. So like we've got like a multi-pronged attack and we just drill down and keep punching him where he hurts and we just keep like we and and make sure we vote make sure we vote because he's not going to go to jail unless um uh joe biden wins and i want him to go to jail yeah well and i think there's also I, it sounds like a great setup for the sequel to the graphic novel that is gun barrel city you know he's <laughs> a former vice president a corvette aficionado a, a train commuter and an all-around good train guy. Commuter. She's a prosecutor. <laughs> She's a biracial American who's worked her way up from disadvantage and scrappy means. Together, they fight crime. Well, David, you though, know? I hate to tell you this, but this already exists. It's called Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> 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 You know, hopefully, I you know I, I need to talk to my travel agent. But hopefully, when this whole uh, pandemic is over, I'd I'd like to take a couple couple weeks vacationing in the Rizzolian Isles, which I think are, they're just just south of of the Virgin Islands, uh, but uh, with with epic plots and uh, Angie Harmon. So, a lovely vacation spot. All over, I think. I, I hope she's not still a Republican. I'm sure she, she is. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, she's Angie like, Harmon. Uh, she was Angie on Harman. Law and Order. And uh, wasn't she on Rosalie and Isles? Yeah. 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 Wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rosalie and Isles <laughs> and, and Law and Order. She was my favorite ADA up until, um, yeah, she was like my favorite. Uh, well, McCoy's. It was my favorite uh, yeah. uh, assistant to the assistant. This you like that rasp? You like that rasp? Yeah, and I liked how she was like, you know, because I'm from Texas, and she's like facing down this like like rapist killer, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to extradite you down to Texas. <laughs> you know, they 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 flip the switch a little quicker down there, and I was like, yeah, girl, hell, <laughs> they're going to kill him. And, uh, and 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 then, and then I was like, and and. and then, 
And then I'm like, you know, like all my cop shows that I've really enjoyed in the past, like even the rookie, I can't watch it anymore because I'm like, wow, this is like, I'm like, I'm rooting for him to like get this guy. But also the system is, uh, you know, really, uh, 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 you know, set up for a white supremacist situation is the fact that I'm rooting for Nathan Fallon in this moment make me like a, a, a white supremacy enabler. So I haven't been able to watch any cop shows. I was going to adopt a dog, name it RoboCop, because I've always wanted to have a dog named RoboCop. Now I'm not. And now if I adopt a dog, it's not going to be RoboCop. And maybe it's like a middle name, because I've always wanted to say, you know, that or alive, you're coming with what, me. What if, you, what if you get one now of those, do that. what if you get one of those robot dogs and just name it Cop? Uh, oh my God, yes. Part of the there you go. I have to name it Robot, because like, <laughs> The cop is the bad part. The robot's just the robot part. Well, right, but like I was, I was talking him. to someone the other day about my my personal theory of dog names is when when trying to come up with a name for a dog, it just has to be something that sounds good at the beginning of the sentence. Fill in the blank. Get off the couch. So, <laughs> cop, yeah. get off the couch. Call it officer cop. <laughs> officer <laughs> cop, get off the well, couch. I'll, I'll have a- Officer we'll Krupke. It, um, <laughs> uh, reappropriate police funds cop. Reappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so lame. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get a dog. I'll just stick with cats. You know, Fonzie, Weasel, easy. Yeah, I guess that's, I, I can't argue with anyone else's defense of their own cats. That's, I'm, I'm just, that's why I am in life. It's like, you know what? People gonna want cats? That's cool. Sir, I just vomited all of my like, like, oh. like, uh, 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 cop story guilt. Oh, you know, oh, I've been, been watching no. cop stories and enjoying them, and now I'm realizing like part of the problem that I can't watch cop stories anymore. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't. What have you guys seen any of uh, Lovecraft Country on HBO? I have it in the hopper. No. I haven't been able to watch it um, because uh, uh, I have to wait for Ripley to fall asleep. Right. Then I'm kind of done with the day, you know? So I don't know if it's appropriate for children. Yeah, I would say from everything I've read, and I've, I'm only like a little ways into the first episode. It's been a busy week. But two of the characters, you know, it's set in uh, like the, I guess the 50s. Mm-hmm. And it's it's starting in the South. Uh, and these two characters meet on a bus up to Chicago, and he's reading the uh, the Edgar Rice Burroughs uh, John Carter uh, Warlord of Mars or whatever you know. But the there were these stories about this guy who was a, a Confederate Army officer and goes into a cave, gets zapped to Mars, where he becomes like a tribal warlord in in the situation that's going on there. So this character is talking to this woman about it, and she's like, "Yeah, but." he was he was a confederate officer and he says you know that's that's the thing about stories is you can see the flaws but you look at the whole thing in spite of the flaws and so i think with you know certain cop shows and stuff it's like yeah i understand what people are saying and and the idea that Police shows are basically propaganda meant to normalize and acclimate people to police brutality uh, in its wondrous and many forms. Uh, so I understand that. But I think if you look at it with the understanding of what it is, it's like 
you know the uh, the old racist Warner Brothers cartoons. You know, and old how Belvedere, come here, boy. Yeah, and how they've like re-released them with the disclaimer, and like what HBO did with with Gone with the Wind. If you can look at police shows and say, look, yeah, it it is entirely true that you know ACAB, all cops are bastards, but. Let's let's engage in a little, you know, emotional escapism and let's look at a world. Let's look at an imaginary world where some of these cops are all right and they're actually doing the right thing. And when the show's over, yeah, we can get back to our our horrible reality. But I think as fantasy escapism, as long as you view it through that lens knowingly, eh. Okay. All right. Okay. This is good news. I can keep my I can keep my uh, uh, Law and Order SVU, even though I, I had to stop watching to protect my libido. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll only like root lady cops, you know, because uh, 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 LA's best is coming, LA's finest. But they're kind of they're both crooked cops, so you know, I don't know. I'll watch it with the disclaimer. Yeah, they should do. Yeah, they should put a disclaimer at the beginning that says, you know, uh, the the police system is is inherently racist, and uh, very few of. Uh, uh, assaults against women are actually prosecuted but nathan fallon is really charming so enjoy this presentation of the rookie (laughs) it's kind of going back to what we were saying about religion you can use your value system to warp anything to make it accommodatable at the very least as long as we're kind of wrapping things up one just final thought something i was thinking of because We've on this show before, and I think even with this panel, we've we've discussed the whole issue of of qualified immunity for police when when really all people are looking for is accountability. We want police to have the same rules as we do. If you kill somebody, face a trial by jury. If you didn't do anything wrong, well, you know, we have this justice system set up to determine things like that. It's good enough for everybody else. It should be good enough for the police. It should be good enough for the president and anyone in his administration and a majority of the Senate majority. So rather than defunding the police, maybe we just need to start, you know, people on the right like to talk about treating the government like a business. We need a businessman uh, to run a country. We should treat it like a business. So let's treat it like a business. And using like McDonald's as an example, if McDonald's had a hamburger or a hamburger, as current occupants like to call them, uh, if they put out a hamburger that disproportionately killed black people, there would probably be a recall of hamburgers at least that specific hamburger. So let's not defund the police. Let's just recall the police. Bring them all in, fix, or just replace the bad ones. And we can carry on business as usual. And also set up a, a system to where, like, they say that there are good cops, but until all cops take a stand against bad cops, all cops are bad, mm-hmm. you know? 
they need to set up a system. And I get it. Like, nobody wants to be like, oh, um, I saw my partner pull some shit. That's illegal. I ratted him out. And then he shot me in the back during a, a botched, you know, uh, a botched arrest. You know what I mean? And like, you know, uh, so I, I get why, why some people wouldn't come forward. But I mean, that's like part of your job, you know, is to be brave. And maybe they can set up a system to where you can you can tell other uh, you, you know your the higher ups what what you've seen well, happen you, you know, know for, for snitches the, get stitches uh, that's actually I believe I snitches get stitches like, is Trump's new health care plan for Americans uh, that's that's all they get though but no I mean as again to use. Trump's words, uh, as he was quoted saying to the, the widow of an American soldier who died in combat, he knew what he signed up for. So if you're criming and you get called out by your partner, in the words of the president, you knew what you signed up for. You know, and for and the, with the, the body good cam cops. Being, being mandatory, like if your body cam ever gets turned off, you're off the force. Yeah. That should be like rule number one. It's accountability. This is this is going to have to uh, be for another episode. But I, I think that the idea of individual police officers um, being quote bad is completely irrelevant. I think it's I think it's that the system is bad, and then you're going to have uh, bad people and good people within the system. But that they actually because then you then you're kind of handicapping good people who sign up for the police force because they're working within a bad system. So I, again, this is yeah, a whole yeah. other thing. But. Yeah. Forget it, Kate. I mean, it's, it's Chinatown. How people like to judge. <laughs> it's kind of like how people like to, uh, you know, uh, get on to Kamala Harris for being a prosecutor and locking, uh, locking people up. You know, uh, a lot of people who were of color, um, she went in to change the system from the inside and, and now she's going to be elevated to a, a position where she can actually do that and more effectively. And we should give a pathway for police officers who want to do good to have that be an avenue that they can walk through. Because, yeah, you're right. I mean, until we create an avenue for good cops to be as successful as bad cops, the system is bad. And then and by definition, anybody who works in that system is functioning against society Depends, all cops are bad. You know, we need to uh, beat police officers and give them a chance to be the change. And we're not, we're not allowing them to do that. Yeah, I think uh, it was Fifty Cent who said, "Be the change you want to see in the world." <laughs> Maybe not. I could yeah. be wrong. All right. Well, on <laughs> that happy note, I think it is time to uh, cut. Yeah, 50 cents change it was a, yeah it was a it was a joke uh oh hey public enemy but yeah so it is a holiday weekend so uh i want everybody to have a a wonderful happy holiday weekend as uh my good friend jeremy levy pointed out oh good finally a three-day weekend uh <laughs> but here we are so let's get out there let's enjoy the holiday i want to thank you guys for being on the show with me today liz stewart 
Thank you so much. Where can people catch up with you and what you've been doing on the interwebs or in person should you so desire? I am Liz Stewart. I'm crowning on Instagram. And also, if you haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, um, please check out the uh, Coronaviruses for Trump video. It's a political ad that, uh, that, that my husband and I made, and I, I think it's rather good. And if you haven't seen the uh, uh, Lister and I'm crowning uh, special on Amazon, please, please, or just turn it on and then leave the room because I get paid either way. Look, uh, <laughs> I love you guys. A vote for uh, Biden-Harris and, and let's take our country back from the Klan, please. Um, mm-hmm. Much love to all of you. And as Joe Biden has encouraged me to do, like, let's keep our wits about us. Let's try to remain composed. We push forward and we win. Hold the line. Hold the line. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Toto who said that. Love isn't always on time. Liz Shortbarns, thank you so much for being here. Katie Massa Kennedy, always a pleasure. Thank you for being with us today. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with what you've got going on online or in person these days? Oh, uh, well, um, I haven't mentioned that I do have a children's book. Uh, it's called uh, Little Libby and the Right to Vote, and it um, explains voting rights in ways that very young children could understand. So you can check that out on Amazon and also make sure to take the poll that David is going to put up and make sure to, um, to vote for me. Okay. (laughs) Right on pressures on I'll, I'll take it. All right. Well, Katie, thank you so much for being with us. And yeah, you never mentioned the book before. So (laughs) once again, little Libby and the right to vote. Yep. Awesome. We will, we will look for that on the Amazon. Mr. Time and Ship, always a pleasure, as you know. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, where can people catch up with what you got going on online or in person in these strange days? Please come to Boston for the sunshine. No. Um, I, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, You're you can check me out on Twitter, Time and Ship at Twitter, and time and ship at Facebook, and time and ship also at YouTube. If you want to see my clips on YouTube, uh, you can get my book, My East St. Louis, on Amazon.com, as well as my CD, my comedy CD, Universal Brother, which is also on Spotify and iTunes. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We will definitely be talking to you next week. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can find me on the socials on Facebook. I am Dr. David Robinson. On the Twitter, I am at Stand Up Fall Down. And if you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating that we are on the socials on Facebook at let's be treasonable all spelled out and on the twitter we are at l-e-t-s-b-t-r-e-a-s-o-n-a-b-l we take off the ease and pass the savings on to you the listener speaking of you the listener want to thank you for listening if you like the show please tell everyone you know rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening and if you have time it is a three-day weekend after all rate and review us on the platforms where you're not listening that'd be awesome if you didn't like it well that's fine too you keep it to yourself we won't tell anyone either everybody's happy we will be back next week hopefully you will too until then goodbye Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.